the conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody exclusive. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their club. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat your children. It was just banter. Stay off the weed. And England win on penalties. History in itself. You know, I think it's a great city. I think they got the best organization in the NBA. But they do have some big old wins. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why don't you take your pants off? Balls are fun. I understand. Come on, take it quickly, Reggie! Yeah, it's a big match. That one, he's in the fucking reserves. Listen, I ain't gonna forget about this by the time we get in the Hello and welcome to episode 187 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett. Alex Jones and Jack Harper. If we could just go straight back to last week's episode, Jack did say, last time we won the final, I was very nice. So if we win it this time, what, I think he said he was going to make my time a misery. So I won't be doing that, but we'll be going over the FA Cup final and plenty more. So we'll get into that shortly. <laughs> Looking on the news of the week, there wasn't really much of it. I think the only real headline of note was that uh, the Satanic Church are approaching graduates as they leave college to try and give them a scholarship within their community. So there's that if you're struggling for things to do. I did Instead, see. I did see Florida Man had someone shot someone in Burger King because yeah. their whopper was taking too long. So there's Florida Man's back at it. I'd prefer it if it was a bloke named Florida Man and it's just him <laughs> doing all this mental stuff every time. <laughs> like a really bad superhero. Exactly. But what I've got is a collection of unpopular opinions and I'll ask you all if uh, you agree with the opinions the unpopular opinions or uh, if you disagree and we'll go from there I think I've got about 15 of them before we get on to the FA Cup final so maybe something to spruce up your spirits Jack before we take them back down one I've seen either, either side so uh, ketchup should be fridge cold do you agree or disagree See, I do keep mine in the fridge, but I'm either or. I'm not really that precious about it. I mean, I think it's a personal preference type thing. I don't know why I keep it in the fridge because it shouldn't it really be better in the fridge. I don't really, I don't really eat ketchup. I've got a feeling these are all going to be personal preferences, though, Jack. Just to warn you. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think I think opinions. Yeah, you kind of lend yourself to it being an opinion. I'm in the same boat as you, though. Where I don't quite get why people are quite so. Uh sort of uh, forthright on this one I, I could I could handle it either way I would yeah. say unrefrigerated but I'm not I wouldn't live and die on that one mm. the best ketchup I ever had was that of uh, one of them little squeezy things at Bentham Domes you know the, the, the little the tomato classic... squeezy things yeah they're yes. always nicer at them mm. <laughs> interesting it's like coke out of a bottle I suppose it's that kind of effect we've got a coke question next so uh there we go. But Alex, what are your uh, ketchup preferences? In the fridge, but not a lot of thought behind it. But I used to be, um, I, I, when I was a kid, I used to be one of those kids who had to have ketchup with any, everything. I'm still well, one of those one kids, of those. mate. Yeah. I literally <laughs> have to have it with everything. 
Stick on a roast. <laughs> I, I don't I go that far. That's heinous. <laughs> I did. I, I, probably, I probably threw the toys out of the pram on holiday once. I was re- wanted this to catch up like with my you. roast. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted, 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 wanted catch up with my roast and then uh, mum wouldn't let me. I was too scared to ask the waiter myself. So I was done without. And when I stropped off and stormed into the toilets and like stormed off in there and there. hid for the rest of the meal. Next one then. Machine poured Coke tastes different, uh, tastes better than a can poured over ice. Tastes better? Yes. Yeah. So as in like machine, as in like a McDonald's yeah. machine? Well, like a machine, McDonald's, too- Nando's, wherever. It's two completely different things, though. That's the point. I don't. It's, it's two completely different. Completely different. It's not. It's not like it's the same product <laughs> being poured differently. It's just two. One's a syrup mixed. It's the with same water. drink. It's not the same drink, though. He's not. He's not having it. I'm not having we it. just exclude you from the rest? Of, I don't think there's much point asking you these. It's a syrup carton mixed with water with you Look, know, it's carbonate if you ask you're ruining coke, the magic here if you ask for coke, coke from a takeaway they're going to bring you a can of coke and if you ask for coke at mcdonald's they're going to pour it out of the machine you're still getting coke both times which do you prefer i think i prefer machine coke purely because it hydrates you more so you don't have that horrible feeling like when you drink coke to kind of quench thirst you feel actually more thirsty afterwards whereas mcdonald's it does quench your thirst a bit because it's mixed with water are either of you as passionate as Jack, TK, or Alex? Uh, I'll go with I'll go with out of the machine as well. When's the last time you had a fizzy drink, Alex? Uh, yesterday. He was able to drive for years then. Yeah, can, can, can of Coke, can of Coke, and a Snickers out on a long ride when you're out of fuel is a, is the go-to dynamite recovery fuel. on your instagram the other week christ or cookies was it it was cookies Uh, that's snickerdoodle christ i had a sugar high off that for three days honestly it was great (laughs) strawberries get more credit than they deserve i'm not getting the coke one you can i'll just uh i kind of floated it for you or aj and aj jumped hey fair enough that's fair enough which do you prefer I would say I have a can, but the occasional one on the machine just to mix it up. By the way, what machine the, you getting that out of? Some, if you get the, it where you can see it watery coming out. With the ketchup one, by the way, for uh, regular listeners, that's uh, a Sean Shoot opener on Tinder, that line. Where do you keep the ketchup? Uh, fridge or cupboard? Christ. With, uh, with some success, I believe, as, a, as an opener. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think strawberries get more credit than they deserve? Only a little bit. I think they're very, very good, just maybe not quite as outstanding as prompted. I think they're the outstanding fruit. If you're going to compare fruits, strawberries would be the standout for me. Get me a peach. What about watermelon? Get out of here. Try a watermelon. Watermelon's brilliant. It's, it's okay. What, didn't, what, watermelon it's got a blood. vine, didn't it? Watermelon got a vine. It's, it's quite popular. Unless you're drinking out of it, am I right, lads? <laughs> the worst fruit flavour in his black currant. Jesus. It was now, a that nightmare. isn't a popular opinion. During, during, my, during my youth, when they're there, say, do you want squash? What's black currant? Black currant? No, I don't like black currant. How can you so be I never so like Ribena either. You're a big Ribena guy. Yeah, strawberry Ribena. <laughs> wow, I hadn't, I hadn't even realised that you were that specific with it. Jesus. 
Yeah. Warm like black, the, um, cold black, well, orange one as well, which they don't write that there's lime in it, but I can taste it. Did you just, say, did you just propose warm black current? Not me. No, AJ did. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I said like warm black current, like what oh. hot water. Like you You're never had that before. Now. You never had that before. Isn't warm that a lemon black current? Yeah, like you have it. You have a. Uh, Black cone warmed up, nice and warm, like almost like it was like a malt, like a malted wine drink. Like a, like a malted wine. Yeah, <laughs> basically. No, yeah, I've had that before on a cold winter's day. That sounds lovely. No. It, it is. Lovely. It is not something I've had since my childhood, but I do do remember it being nice. Uh, next one, uh, rare steak is the worst. Nah, I'm I'm a medium rare man, but well done would be worse than rare. <laughs> well Go done on, Byron. how it should Go be. On, <laughs> His take on this is honestly horrendous. Jesus. Uh, like, there's why only would I want blood on my plate? I want it all over there. I want it being a bloodbath. It's either rare or medium rare is the way forward of the steak. There is no discussion on it. You've got a bit of pink We, we there, just Byron. discussed you having ketchup on your roast dinner, Alex. So <laughs> your palate's maybe not one we base it on. Yeah, Luke, I've grown out of my childish habits. <laughs> Your last Instagram post was a snickerdoodle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with that? Nice You're not growing out of anything. Honestly, I want that thing still mooing on the plate. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, like, when you... A well-done steak is no longer a steak. It's, it's a steak. burger. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'd rather have a burger than a steak, so there we go. <laughs> as a, so as that, a... You know that saying when, why would you go out for burgers when you've got steak at home? That just doesn't apply to Byron. <laughs> no. As Why would you Ramsey go out? Could easily be. <laughs> As Gordon Ramsay famously once said in an interview, when he was asked about why somebody was given a rare, ste- a medium rare steak when they asked for it well done, and he's basically said, "Well, you asked for a steak, so if you ask for a well done steak, then there's no steak anymore. So yeah. you know, you got to take it well, from." If he said it, then he's your boy as well, boys. I, I think. Yeah, I think most I think most chefs have said it to be honest. Buy me a chef well, that says a well done. My steak take on that would steak. be you're employed to cook the food. I'm here to tell you what I want to eat. Oh what I want to eat. Oh, okay. You're that customer, uh, are you? Well, if I ask for something, then I would say you can't do it beforehand. Okay. Never took you for a Karen, Byron. No. <laughs> no, I would I would rather just not complain than uh than actually send it back but <laughs> so, so you would chew with sadness you just kind of <laughs> grit your teeth and bear the it. only time i've had a steak that i was unhappy that i'd ordered it well done was when i did that steak challenge at the hungry horse where oh. that was i realized part way through that i was tasting that my own mouth was bleeding and not the blood <laughs> from the steak <laughs> and i couldn't shit for about four days afterwards so. Christ. nice um Pizza with a barbecue base is better. No, not having it. I don't agree either. For the, uh... no. It's too sweet. Makes you feel sick. Tiki doesn't like pizza, so that's a, probably a worse opinion than all of them. What? Well, like it's cheese. Not that, yeah, it's not that it's... I don't like pizza, I don't like cheese. So I, I, um... I, I can eat a pizza. I did the other day, actually, but I uh, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't choose to too often. Right. <laughs> you know, you know, Who are you in a position where you had no also... choice than to eat the pizza? <laughs> I, I was uh, I was going to say I have actually also actively chosen before in a restaurant to have a pizza, but that was I don't know maybe I was making bad decisions. <laughs> you said uh, if you had to, and then the other day you had one, 
so I don't know what was going on. I was uh, I was hungover, so I had your your, your choices are blurred at that point. Yeah, you need yeah. something you can stick in the oven for yeah. like twenty minutes and just leave. You're not even looking for anything quality; it's just a, something of bulk that you can just get down there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wasn't <laughs> hungover earlier and still couldn't bother to put something in the microwave, so oh, did a KFC. <laughs> I still begrudgingly when I had to answer the doors off, for God's sake. Yes. <laughs> Alex, are you a barbecue base man? Nah, not really. Like I said, bit, that's a bit too sweet, really. A bit too sweet. Talking of what? barbecue bases, has anyone tried the Coca-Cola pizza for its uh, Goodfellas? You can get it from Tesco. Uh, yeah, I didn't like it. Absolutely horrendous. I the first time Papa John's I had was, um, it was like Coca-Cola beef brisket and it was horrendous. Yeah. Just grim, just so it tastes like cake, but then you've got <laughs> pizza dough, and it's like, oh, it's horrid. <laughs> Would not uh, recommend zero out of ten. Next one up, uh, mushrooms are disgusting. Nah, don't agree. They're delicious. Thoroughly agree. Yeah, garlic mushrooms and breaded mushrooms in particular. Ugh. You know, no, you know bonus yeah. he agrees with the unpopular opinion. He hates. Yeah, I, I think they're disgusting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fungus. Do you know what? You know, when you're told something in your childhood and it sticks with you, and even though you've grown out of it, there's still that element of doubt that scars you for life. So if, you seeds, if you eat the seeds in an orange, Alex, it's not going to grow in your stomach. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is one of them. The um, the mushrooms, though, my uncle said to me, like, oh, if you eat mushrooms, they, like, grow on you like mould. And that's always been, like, I've, I've always, like, it's not something I'd, I'd like, if it was with a dish... Do you actually freak me out mushrooms as well? Oh, God. Yeah, like, I just, I'm not sure. Like, you just haven't been able to take the chance. I mean, I I, I, I eat them when they're put in front of me, but there is that element of doubt there still. Like, am I gambling with my, like, you know, (laughs) am I gambling with myself here? I think adult life is just, if anything's put in front of you, just take it and run, just eat it. Yeah. It's just like, actually having to cook your own meals. If someone else does something for you, even if you don't like it, you eat it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the next one, uh, chocolate ice cream is a bottom tier flavour. Uh, chocolate ice cream. Yes, I, I'd I say so. That. I don't. I, I'm not a fan of chocolate ice cream at all. No, I, nah, doesn't work. Doesn't quite I am taste a man like who has a pl- I am a man who has a plain McFlurry. What? <laughs> I, I don't. I have to crunch my ice cream. A well done, a well done steak and a plain McFlurry. I just once you have a plain McFlurry once, it'll change your life. You never you, cease to amaze me. I you'd think extra... you'd have a bit more culture about it, wouldn't you? Yeah, I pay twenty p for the extra sauce and the extra <laughs> chocolate bits. They have to no. they have to mark it down as a as a dip, and they put two lots of bits in for me. No, just nice and plain there. Vanilla so is plain. also my favourite ice cream is a Hagen Dazs vanilla. So there you go. God's sake. It's an elite flavour. Strawberry would be second, and uh, probably the worst is mint chocolate chip. That's so disrespectful. Rum and raisins, top tier. Get coffee ice cream down here. Yeah. So raisins in your ice cream. You know, you know, it's it's people that have chocolate raisins. Get some bits in there. Uh, I don't. If I was going to have one, I probably would have the smartest one, though, to be fair. Try it next time. Change your life. Oh, stick on a plane. Well, another Ben and Jerry's. It would be just if I could get a plain vanilla, but cookie dough is the one where it's not crunchy, so it's a nice little uh, filler in there. Mm. Cookie dough mm. again. Expensive. Oh, really? Ben and Jerry's. The one I did like was when I was uh, 
was going to say stole, which makes it sound worse. When I uh, pinched the Ben and Jerry's of the previous pod member when he left it in my house, uh, when I had <laughs> these little uh, chocolate banana bits in there, it was actually really nice. <laughs> Killed myself eating it and sent it to him. The video, that was great. Uh, Beyonce is very overrated. Ooh, okay. Well, We're going to have a lot of women coming at us here if we say this. Yeah, I can appreciate it, but at the same time, I've never liked any of her songs. She's no Britney. No. I watched the Britney Spears South Park episode the other day, talking to Britney. <laughs> My favourite ever episodes. I think I'd take Taylor Swift over Beyonce too. Blimey. Christina. Uh, that's a bit far, that is. What about Tom Cantwell doing Taylor Swift? <laughs> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that's, that was bad. That's my the worst video I've ever seen. <laughs> you try and defend footballers and then he, someone goes and does that. Uh, the CGI on Harry Potter makes the entire series unwatchable. Yeah, I can't watch films. The books are better and they do disservice to the book. Like, what the hell? They, act, they actively... Like, I don't mind films that adapt the book, but films that ad- actually change the storyline from the books... Can't be having that. But yeah, I agree. Not a Harry Potter film fan, but I love the books. Thank you. But what is this fan proposing? If, if they're not having CGI, what are they proposing? That they actually <laughs> yeah. have, to, have to go and do spells? So the yeah, the, pic- the, the picture magic. alongside it was uh, the troll in the first one, which looked worse than I remember it looking. It did come out in like, what, 2002? 2001. 2001, oh, yeah. We're talk- I mean, but saying that, Lord of the Rings came out about the same time, and the CGI looked great in that. So, uh, the Lord of the Rings was the, the thing that made the Lord of the Rings great is that, bar the cave troll and obviously the Belrog, the majority of the orcs and stuff were people acting. And that's true. Makeup, and that was the one thing that diff- like made it more distinguishedly better than The Hobbit because The Hobbit was 100% CGI, and even with characters that didn't need to be CGI. Yeah. So, and that's like you know 20 years later nearly well i wonder how much they got paid what part of the trivia we had on uh, last week's podcast shawn of the dead against the hangover was that the extras in shawn of the dead were only paid uh, one pound a day each christ and keith chegwin was an extra on uh, <laughs> shawn of the dead which you probably didn't know i did not know that there you go uh, have you listened to that podcast, Alex? You said that would be the only one you were going to listen to, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, did I say that? You did. No, the only one that I've listened to is the interview with the Project X guy. So if you can't even rely on the people who are on part of the podcast <laughs> family, TK, who can you rely on? <laughs> I, said, I, I protested. We're sending against, out the wrong message here. I, I, I protested for Hot Fuzz. So that was my stance from the start. Well, I kind of hope you listen to Friday's podcast. Now I think the score you'll enjoy. How do you, know, how do you know I'm not just saving them all up so I've got something to listen to when I'm at work? Because I feel like you'd have messaged us about the score from uh, Friday. So yeah, I'll leave that there. Uh, Jared Leto was actually the best Joker. Oh, no, no. Okay. I don't Captain even have to America elaborate on that. Is <laughs> That's the, the reason most... that was a popular. <laughs> yeah. Captain America is the most overrated Avenger in a world uh, of Hawkeye. I can't stand for that. No, I'm going to disagree. I don't think he's the most overrated. In Titanic, Jack and Rose weren't actually a good couple and their relationship was only founded on adrenaline. 
Yeah, I agree with it's, that. That's, that's spot on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's right on the money. <laughs> they rush right into it. <laughs> Some of these are particularly unpopular for these uh, last few. Um, Inception is just a poorly done heist movie. No, absolutely not. Not having that. <laughs> I actually watched that quite recently. I think it, that's wrong, personally. I mean, I can see the concept, but it's put the word Inception into so many people's vocabulary. That sounds <laughs> no, like somebody... That sounds like somebody's one of those people that have like the people who say that probably have watched it a number of times. Didn't get it. Understand it. Yeah. There we go. I, th- I thought I'd, AJ was about to hit the magic. Didn't get it, but yeah, I, I, when I watched it, I couldn't really understand how people didn't get it, but I understand with recent probably events in the country, you can see why that we do have some <laughs> less intelligent people out there. So maybe it explains it. If we've Avatar wasn't released, go on. We've made ourselves look uh, appropriately snobbish there. Fantastic. <laughs> we've made ourselves look worse on here before. So if, if snobbish is the worst to be thrown at us, probably doing quite well. Uh, if Avatar wasn't released in 3D, then nobody would have been that impressed. I think it's one of those titles that, that it, it, I agree in a sense. It was one of those titles that was made for 3D. Like Spy Kids 3D. Like that Which film, was a better 3D film. I would say that Jack, <laughs> Jackass 3D is the only 3D film that holds up without a 3D. I also was very bored recently on a Saturday and tried to get someone from Spy Kids uh, on the podcast. They've yet to reply. <laughs> Didn't reply as quickly as Ray Parler, so there we go. I actually, liked, uh, I actually liked Avatar as a film. I thought it was alright. I think my yeah. expectations were pretty low, but... There we are. Yeah, you knew it was a big film when you uh, got to the cinema and actually couldn't get a ticket. That was yeah. one of the films it happened to. Jeez. So I watched. Um, what was it? It was like Aliens vs Cowboys or something like that. Do you remember the film? Yeah, yeah. 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 It was awful. <laughs> I actually watched yeah. that not long ago. <laughs> I was in a hotel and the only thing on the telly was that, so I watched it. I actually agree with this one. Dark Knight Rises is much better than The Dark Knight. No, I I could I, I disagree with the term much better with the wording much better. I would say that there is an argument to be made to be made on which is better, but it is extremely close. And at the end, it, on any given day, you could pick either of them. I think you're giving Dark Knight that sympathy vote. I, I think I think Dark Knight is better. Gone with the Joker. Uh, Tokyo Drift is the best Fast and Furious movie. Ooh. Is this Ooh. your own one? You put this uh, no, in yourself. <laughs> but I I was glad to see I was glad to see it on a list. We did actually end a podcast the other week where we kind of didn't realise we were still recording and I did sing us through the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift soundtrack. <laughs> I my favourite one's too Fast and Furious, because I think that's the last one where it was just a street racing film. Uh, before I quite liked it nonsense. when they got completely ridiculous. Like, was it Fast Five <laughs> with the one over the bridge where he lands on the bonnet and it just completely sounds? Yeah. <laughs> no, she does. He uh, like catapults her off and then catches it. Uh, next one. Uh, the last season of Game of Thrones wasn't that bad. It was just the final two episodes that were. Yeah, 100%. That is bang on. Uh, the Long Night was one of the best episodes of any TV programme I've ever watched. Agreed. Right. I, I, I said all I'll say is I rewatched the final season 
not too long ago. And once you get past the the weight of like, because everybody had so many different expectations floating around in their mind when that season, that final season hit, like who was going to do what? When you have so many people being disappointed with something that they wanted to see, did, that didn't happen. It, you know, once you get past that, I enjoyed the final season more. However, I will say that I still don't think it's very good. Say when I initially watched it, I thought, you know what, they've really dropped the ball here. Let's say like a five, five out of ten. Now I see it as more as a a six point five, maybe edging towards a seven on certain episodes. But the bottom line is, I saw how things ended for Cersei. I was done. Yeah, yeah. done. (laughs) So the last two episodes were a huge, huge disappointment. The Long Night, I, I I think there is room for improvement. At best, I think the Long Night is is an, a 7.5 out of 10. No, I, I, I disagree. I think The Long Night is a 10 out of 10 episode because... Blimey. We think they're the same I, episode. Was, is, that the, is that the one with the big, uh, big war? Yeah, the big scrap against the White Walkers. Yeah, I've, I've realised when I said there's that the one with a big war, it could have been <laughs> half, yeah. half the show. So. Is that the one with the sex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> Spartacus. <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, I think for suspense storytelling you didn't know who was going to kill the night king until like right at the very end and it was one of those that's what ruined the episode i think no i Mm. think because you didn't know who was going to die you expected all your best your favorite characters to die because so many had them beforehand i think the show had created that non-safe like that's that feeling that if you like someone they're they're dead pretty much anybody can get it adrian style exactly exactly um, and finally, uh, Ross was always the funniest character on Friends. Chandler, I would say, is funnier, more consistently. But I haven't Ross... seen it so come in. I've seen a few episodes, but I haven't so watched it. Stop. Even I gave it more than that, Alex. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I, I, it's on the list. It's on the list. Of things to watch. On the list. <laughs> Fair enough. Alex is a very pretentious TV viewer, though, isn't he? Mm. Not really. I just, I haven't just haven't got round to watching it. I, I feel say, like if you haven't got round to watching Friends, there's a lot of things you probably can say that with. <laughs> like, it's bad, but when I say it for Godfather Two, that is about three and a half hours that I need to get round to 20, 20 minutes for an episode of Friends here and there you could get that easy I used to watch it most when I would look for something else and it would be in that top right hand corner on the TV guide yeah. and then I'd be slightly <laughs> more invested in the episode just an easy watch you can stick it yeah. on whenever regarding anyway, the opinion though I I do think that's actually a good take in terms of at first glance Chandler was sarcasm, Joey was stupidity. Some of the other ones are more obviously, but Ross is absolutely fucking hilarious. Just maybe you're laughing at him. Yeah. He does drive a lot of it. That is true. And it's like with Joey as well. In the first season, he's actually fairly smart. He's just yeah, like Yeah, they obviously make him progressively dumb. dumber. And then they literally, by the end of the seasons, he's got like special needs. <laughs> like, it's, it's like the downturn of Joey. They <laughs> killed that character. <laughs> People people say about having a Joey in their group of friends, and I don't, don't see how you can think of him as anything but a bad person when you see what he what he got up to in the later seasons. Yeah, yeah. Didn't get enough stick. Didn't get enough stick. 
yeah. I'm still not entirely sure how that storyline goes because I've seen here and there, as we say. So I don't yeah, want to ruin yeah. it for AJ when he does get round to it. <laughs> <laughs> One of the worst storylines ever. Hated it. It has uh, the the one episode did add uh, with or without you from YouTube to my uh, Spotify. So it's achieved Classic. that. Anyway, Jack, there's no more putting it off. FA Cup final reaction. I was trying to prolong that for as long as possible. (laughs) I was originally going to open the podcast singing Stop Crying Frank Lampard, but decided (laughs) against it. Thanks. Unless you want to. Nah, I'm all right. Look, I think top four, Frank got arrogant. He got everything he didn't want to be. (laughs) I think... You got to take your hats off to Arsenal in a sense that don't they want it. don't do this again because I spoke to someone else about it was actually it was Troy I spoke to. Stop going for the kill me with kindness. No, it's not going to work, Jack. I'm going to get this no, out of you. It's, it's, There's some venom in you. No, it's it's the mentality that you got to take. At the end of the day, Chelsea didn't play well enough to win a final. Didn't deserve to win. You pressed us so far up the pitch, we couldn't play. We panicked after the first 20 minutes, where we had pretty much the majority of the game. You had the next 25 minutes, and before half time, we were lucky for it to be 1 1. Don't care what anyone says, it was a penalty. Um, Who's saying it wasn't? A lot of people on Twitter, funny enough. I was thinking, why are we watching the same game? I mean, the problem, what, what really annoyed me is the tactics that we played. When we played the high line after we saw what you did to Man City, where you sat back and then you did the ball over the left wing to Abamyang, who caused Man City problems, which is how you scored your second goal against Man City. We thought, you know what? We'll do the same thing. And then the ball over the top. He tried a bit different. He, he tried having Azpilicueta sitting tight on a Bamiang, which is absolutely mental. If you're going to yeah. have someone on that right side, Reese yeah. James is probably the guy. Reese James, by the way, I'm not sure he should be showing his face in Chelsea after that game. I he mean, was like he... a pretzel by the end of it. Turned <laughs> inside out. Tierney has looked over him and said, this isn't going well for you today, sunshine. Mm. And then put him in his back pocket and said, don't you worry. And if you get past me, my man Ainsley on the left-hand side of me, you've got to deal with him too. I think let's, without beating around the bush, I'm going to dive straight into it. I don't think we were allowed to play in the sense of whenever we did break out or get like a, try and draw a foul in the opposition box, because our link-up play wasn't great. Anthony said it, that's... It was one of the worst referee this, decisions I've seen. There we since, go. Mental. This since, is mental. Since he gave the Gazaniga versus Alonso again when we played Spurs earlier in the season, a free kick to Spurs when Gazaniga fly kicked Alonso in the chest in the area. And before in the FA Cup final when he last refed, when it was uh, when he gave the Arsenal goal and there was a handball in the builder. Quite a clear no, handball as no, well. No. I mean, it was it was bad. It was Anthony like, Taylor. Anthony Taylor made one mistake all game, and that was not sending off Azpilicueta. <laughs> the Kovacic red was ridiculous. How why it was, was it? It was when he got once the ball booked, into, it Once you're booked, you don't have to commit a second bookable offence to be sent off. It wasn't. And a he's done about offense. six. He's done about six fouls in between that. So, so we could. So that's why he was sent off. The the foul count between. Arsenal Chelsea was two fouls or three fouls given towards Chelsea and then twelve or thirteen for Arsenal. It was just it was a it was basically epitomised by so one team was playing end, fair, 
and one no. team so it's it, it epitomised at the end at the edge of the area when we could get a free kick in the dying minutes of the game you're not claiming that Mount gets shoved off the ball leg round by Pepe by Pepe where he, you see the ball move no I thought a football purist probably would be seeing that's the kind of challenges we want to keep in the game not, definitely not from behind shoved over no definitely not someone should have told the Chelsea team that they didn't need to socially distance from Pepe because <laughs> the entire game he's shown flashes in games before as it for us to see this is the first time where I think for the 90 minutes he's been on it and I mean, he's still received got silverware and 20 goals and assists across the season so there is that, but he torched, he torched Chelsea. He probably should have got man of the match if, it, if there wasn't for Aubameyang doing what he did. I think the frustration lies in the fact that we know what our weakness is. Like you can try and make our attack as good as you want with new signings, but we got undone by absolute piss-poor defending yet again. And it's really starting to get frustrating. I think there was an element of luck in the build-up, but the finish by Aubameyang was just world-class. The but, luck was that Bellerin took a chance and Christensen realised he's made out of paper mache and thought, I do not want this smoke. Yeah, I mean... He's seen a five-foot-eight fashion model charging towards him <laughs> and he's bricked it. Mm. And then I that hate... little clip now where they're showing the subtitles and the audio, Jorginho's hit, keep him on his right, keep him <laughs> on his right. Left foot, dink over the keeper. Beauty. Yeah. It was it was a brilliant finish. It was great. I mean, Chelsea didn't really play after the after we scored the first goal. We're on top, looked like it could have been a couple more, but then we just completely sat back. It was almost like a bit of nerves. And then the, again, the way our season's gone is that you sit back and our defense just can't hack it. You know, in the days where it, roles reversed, that would have been an Arsenal performance, like many hey, years ago. And the final. Went, you'd go one nil up. And then you'd lose it. You'd kind of bottle it. You'd get nervous. And I think that's what happened in this Chelsea team. There isn't enough experience in that defence to weather a storm in a cup final, especially. You miss. The difference miss. was Lampard playing football manager thought he could press the space bar to start the game and then walk away and get a cup of tea. And he didn't make any changes. Arteta is adapting Again, in game. Well, no. Right, look, put it this way. It's not getting twisted. Everything that could go wrong went wrong for Chelsea. Our captain um, went off with a hamstring injury. Because of poor just, management. Just because he the, put him on the fastest just, player on the pitch. Just at the start of the second half, our best player gets taken off because he's got a hamstring injury as well. Which Ask means me if that I we, celebrated. Which, but yeah, you probably <laughs> did. Which means then you've made two substitutions, none of them tactical, both of them just replacing personnel. So then you've got to make, you can only stop the game one more time. And then when do you do it? That's the problem. And as soon as the Kovacic got sent off with the softest red I've ever seen, yeah, that was get that was game over. And then we well, you say it was karma because Jorginho didn't get sent off in the game again, at Emirates when he should again, have been. It's, it's, it's a one-off game. It doesn't matter about that. Mm. It's a one-off game, and th- we're talking about this final and this final alone. Captain gets taken off due to injury. Best player. If Aubameyang gets taken off for the same reason, you don't win that game. Simple as that. It's just let's, that's let's how not close compare the importance of Azpilicueta to Aubameyang. No, I'm uh, talking about Pulisic. He's our main outlet for attacking dynamism against an Arsenal team. Like, Giroud is great for link-up play and things like that. And finishing, yes, but stretching a defence, that's not his forte. Whereas having William feign injury to not play 
and he, like he did against Wolves because of the contract dispute. He's coming to the carpet, that's why. We, we then have to bring on Pedro in his last ever game for Chelsea. You didn't have to bring on Pedro. Hudson-Odoi was there to be put on. Yeah, mm. and I, can't, I couldn't get my head around that decision personally, but I guess maybe a big game player, played for plenty of finals in his time, won plenty of things, the mentality side of things, to get involved... I don't know. Maybe that was. They should have dragged I'm Pedro off the side when he was staying down. He was doing my head in. Dislocated his shoulder. Why would you want to touch line, grab his legs? Why would you care? Surely you'd want to waste yeah. time in that position. Well, no, because we were already in stoppage time. Let me tell you the, the thing. I've watched the highlights now. I think eleven times. <laughs> I can recite the commentary if you need it. But right, right near the end, all these options and uh, Barkley taking a shot with five people in front of him. Yeah, <laughs> things you love yeah. to see. Yeah, I mean, again, next season is a season Frank could be judged on when he has his own players in. I think he needs to sort that back line out. And the well, fact lucky that... if there's any players left for the rest of the teams. Yeah. I mean, we can't... We knew these problems were happening in pre-season last season when we were leaking goals against teams we shouldn't be leaking goals against. <laughs> and then... Again, we get undone by a moment of madness by Rudiger and leaves the defence completely wide open. He was in your keep, remember? Yeah. But again, at the same time, who else would you keep in that back line, really? None of them. Yeah, that's that's the problem. So I've got to keep Christensen someone. maybe, if not, you can bulk him up a bit. We're not going to get rid of all that entire back line and replace it all next year. So that he would have said, to still be in my keep. Would you rather have had that back line or would you rather have had David Luiz, Rob Holding? And Tierney at centre back. Yeah. I'd rather you have missed. yours. Rather have David Louise has he's showed why he was worth the money. <laughs> With that semi final and that final. <laughs> I don't know about that. What do you mean? <laughs> That's a lot of money you've paid for an FA Cup final. I think well, the reason. up with the European qualification and uh, the FA Cup. It gives us more sponsorship money as well. An extra 65 million in sponsorship money. Jeez. You, uh, Without him, you, you might have done a bit missed... better on the table and made that money. Yeah. Hey. You missed uh, you missed Kante a hell of a lot, I thought. We mm. have done all season, mate, to be fair. I think that's the problem. Like, I think that's why they're potentially looking to sell him, because he can't stay fit for a whole season mm. now for some reason. I said in January you should have sold him. Check the receipts. Yeah. I mean, we got the like, pretty good usage out of him for winning the title and whatnot. And... The way that we want to play, do we play with a Kante? I think he protects the defence brilliantly. We do look more solid with him in the team. But would you cash on him coming up to 29 years old? He's spent an entire season on the sidelines, really. Would you cash in? I, I think you'd be silly not to consider it, depending on what the money would be. I don't think Frank wants that pressure that's coming next season. He's had excuses this season, and he's got none next season. I think at yeah. the same time, you look at... You are where you are in the league because of Aubameyang and you also won the FA Cup because of Aubameyang. You have no Aubameyang. You don't have either of those things. With What's your point? Frank, he's got Giroud, Michi Batshuayi, and Tammy just hasn't fired since but Whose Christmas. fault is this? This is no one else's fault other than Chelsea's own. Well, it's not Frank's fault either. Now he's got Werner coming in. And now he's got Ziyech coming in. And Werner's going to play on the left. And it looks like Hazard, um, Hazard, Havertz is coming in. Those are his attacking players. So we're going to see less of sideways passes, too timid to take on players. We're going to see a lot of penetration next year, I hope. 
with those signings, especially with Pulisic looking like he's coming pretty pretty good as well. The problem is lying on our defence, and I don't see how we solve it without a change up of personnel and being a bit more solid. I but, think the problem is any high pressure game, Chelsea bottled it under Lampard. Things things were looking more bleak than usual for Frank when he went home. And if you know, you know that reference. That's a reach. That's, a, that's not a reach. I don't, I don't know what this is. I thought about... Um, he's breathing he's really heavy down the mic, by the way. Someone sounds really not, excited by this conversation. It's not me. <laughs> My suggestion would me. be Alex. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. he really excited by this? But yeah, I, I think... think I think if you're going to blame anyone for Saturday, it's Lampard. I think you can't really blame anyone. We just didn't play well as a team team performance. I mean, we I, I I won't say Frank was completely blameless. I think the tactics were wrong in, to start with. The high line against the Bamiyang when we saw what they did to City a few weeks ago, and we saw what Arsenal can do against teams that like to have all of the ball. They're great at the break, whereas teams that don't, which give them the possession, they look a bit more bereft of ideas, like they did against Aston Villa. If it were me, I would have done of Jose and just sat back and tried to hit them with Pulisic. You don't have the facilities for that. I think we'd we'd look a lot more solid than we have done, like we did against Man City. We looked really solid when we sat back. I would have approached it in exactly the same way. Because well, looks, you'd have still needed someone like Jorginho to pass it forwards, which he seems incapable of doing. Kovacic, by the way, very overrated. Granite no, Xhaka showed him levels on Saturday. <laughs> he had a great game until he got carded and then he was walking a bit of a tightrope and then he got carded like 20 minutes in yeah I know the, the first 20 minutes where we actually played well and dominated the game he, he had a really good game and then all of a sudden we sit back after getting a goal and just invited the pressure it was like drinks break I don't know what happened on that drinks break <laughs> yeah I think jam. you saw you, you saw one man who picked a team and one man who were uh, knows how to work with his team. One man has produced miracles since he's come in with that defence. <laughs> Winning an FA Cup with Rob Holding at the back. I think it just, again, sums up us at the moment. They will go through the Cup, beating Liverpool, beating United, beating Leicester, and then lose to Arsenal in the final. But not everyone can pass the Arteta test. Klopp tried, didn't manage it. Lampard I do didn't feel it. that Ollie then, didn't manage it. I do Jose feel that you are by. you are giving yourself giving it a bit of licks considering you've just what do you mean? been embarrassed in a European <laughs> final by us. It's twelve months ago. So we've played each other in three finals in the last three years, so we're two one up. <laughs> I'd say that the Europa, Europa League was more important definitely for you for a project for getting into the Champions League. I think celebrating no, that Europa League I failure. Think I, I think helped us get in Pepe, I, I think us get in Tierney, bargain of the season. You've literally lambasted Jose for celebrating getting into the Europa League last week <laughs> on this oh, We need to, we need to get that, into that, actually. And, and now you're giving three it, games for Jose. That is great. I think we can all appreciate that. That is, soli- that is solace that I take. Um, however, yeah, you're giving it absolute stacks this week for getting into yeah, Europa League. for beating League. you in a cup final. He just gave you... For showing you grown man levels. <laughs> we separated the men from the boys. It was a tight 2-1 victory where a referee had a lot of say in after 12 Look, don't months Don't commit ago, the fouls. Get, the ref won't have a decision to make. Getting, getting spanked. 
Anton Adoy came on the pitch and it looked like a kid had wandered onto the wrong pitch. Like the ball boy had put a kit on and gone out there. He did not know where he was. He was coming on with 10 men and then ended up with nine men on the pitch. It was just, everything that went wrong, went wrong. It was just one of those. You chalk it up as a loss and you move on. We'll see next season who has the better season. And I guarantee it won't be Arsenal. (laughs) Guarantee? You guaranteed last week that you were going to win the FA Cup. I didn't. I did you not did. say that. I said the last time we were in a final, we came out on top. But the record against Arsenal in FA Cup finals, currently meeting, well, previously meeting twice, losing twice, doesn't leave me much hope. Did not give it stacks. It was very sure of that. You did give it stacks. I got it out of you. <laughs> and you've tried playing it cool this week. Not having it. I saw the little chirpiness in your message when you went one nil up after five minutes. <laughs> Nah, like I said, you talk chalk it up as a loss. You can't say much more than that. Everything that went wrong did go wrong. You just I think you can't, the scars are going to stay with those players. We'll see, <laughs> won't we? We'll see next season. Well, because they're going to get to a final now and think, what's the point in being here? I also think, <laughs> I don't think you keep hold of the Bamiyang either. I think he's off. Wow. Bamiyang, contract think, signed by the end of next week. I think that Bamiyang is going to look for a team that's in the Champions League because he's getting towards the end of his career and I don't think Arsenal will be a Champions League team for another three seasons at least. He signs that deal by the end of next week. Five on it? We'll put 20 on him staying if you want. Sheesh. I'm not that confident. <laughs> oh, all right. I've just... got a mortgage to pay, mate. <laughs> we'll have a five on him staying. Yeah, five there, guys. A nice little, little sweetener. That. That's not... 20 quid. To clarify, that's not by the end of next week, that is just staying. Staying well, in actually, general, yeah. To sign a new contract by, uh, I won't say if we just keep him for nothing, I won't, I'll have the fibre of it. If, if he signs a new deal, then we'll count that. Alright, so. He's staying. He's seen, he's seen the project that's happening. <laughs> the project. <laughs> he's seen alongside him, Tierney, he thinks, look, we've got a team here. <laughs> he's seen he's got a manager. <laughs> he's got a, he, no, because he's got Ainsley there as well. He's got a manager <laughs> capable of making changes. A manager that one final, one win, 100% win ratio, baby. 0% for Frank, we should uh, say. I do find well, it really annoying that the only teams I've seen Chelsea lose to in the final, 2008, Man United, Spurs and Arsenal. <laughs> Look. Who um what you know um Bamiyang's contract, what is it is it up at the end of this year or is it next year? No, that, next year. Uh, next year. How old is he now? Thirty one. Thirty one. Oh, that's cracking pace that he can hold for thirty one. Fair play. Oh. His injury record is mental. Yeah, he's always available. It's no good being good if you're not available. He we always just seems to turn up. Lampot uh not Lampot, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> shouldn't mention him with uh Silverware. Um, Arteta has now won more trophies in his professional career than Pochettino, Alex, which is probably worth mentioning. <laughs> right, Luke. Right. You unfortunately you don't get to gloat. You don't get to gloat, and you don't get to what? rub it in. Unfortunately, because you overstep the mark there. You don't, you don't. You don't get to. You don't. As a person who leaves what? matches early and stops watching games, and also refuses to pick up the gauntlet when thrown down in front of you to do. To record live for the North what London derby on. Nah, throwing down the gauntlet to Jack and then pulling out. 
Nah, I'm not having I it. Think left, get, I think I've left two matches early. Ever. Get out of, How many games have you been to? We'll include United and and Spurs in that, so you've got two teams. Because you don't get to enjoy it. You can't no, run away. Do. You can't be there so for the bad. You can't be there Alex. for the bad. And enjoy the good times and rub it in. Nah, so well, we're going to get out. Things got bad for you when you switched teams. All we're going to get out is silence. Since Tottenham last won a trophy, Mikel Arteta has played 91 games for Everton, signed for Arsenal, played 150 games, won two FA Cups, retired from play and joined Man City's assistant for three years, returned to Arsenal and won the FA Cup. Smoked. I'm actually, just looking back, Jose was supposed to guarantee a trophy when he came in. Do you, do you feel do you feel good about the future with Arsenal? Do you feel suddenly feel a lot 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 more confident? Yeah. Who would you rather have in charge, Alex? Mourinho or Arteta? Because you've won an FA Cup. Who would you rather? Have, what do you no, mean? No, because you won an FA Cup, talking it down. What have you yeah. ever seen Spurs win? You couldn't even reference the League Cup when we did about it. If you want the truth, if you want the truth, no, I, honestly, you winning the FA Cup, that is, that is brilliant. And I am jealous because I would have taken that over finishing where we finished. Like, if you were to switch our positions right now, I would, you know I'd bite your hand off. But the fact of the matter is, you've come in now this week with this <laughs> confidence over your team. Like, you've yeah. suddenly not finished eighth in the league. All it takes is Yang to not sign a new contract, which is almost certainly going to happen. And you... And you, and you what, you're saying he's not going to sign? You sounds like he wants in on that bet. You said he's not going to sign, Alex. Suddenly, 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 you said he's not going to sign. Suddenly, you winning the you think winning the FA Cup makes you look like you're on a massive route of progression. What happened the last time you won the FA Cup? You went weirdly, weirdly, you wouldn't know what it feels like to win a cup. So maybe you're not the best person to answer the question. You do some and you're and you're that team is it's not like you're in and out of the room until he signs that contract, Luke. You can be as confident about about the future as Spurs can be right now. So I wouldn't I wouldn't get on your. Do you want to bet on him staying as well? Looking at that squad now, thinking that it's top dog because it is not. It Do you is, want to bet on him staying as well? Go on, have a little side bet. That the fact of the matter is that that team at the weekend, most of the 50-50 decisions, in fact, all of the 50-50 decisions went Arsenal's way. A few to slight things fall. You different. were complaining for that entire Champions League run where Spurs got various that, decisions like that that went their way. But now I'm not having I'm not having you sitting on this high horse talking down. <laughs> Answer my questions then. First of all, do you want to bet me that Aubameyang stays? What bet that he stays? Yeah. As in, as in, what doesn't sign a new contract? Like, so I'm saying he doesn't sign a new contract. Yeah. May get one more season out of him, but doesn't sign a new contract. Yeah. All, all gets bought. Or all gets bought. Yeah. Between now. Yeah, I'll, I'll have that bet. How much do you want to bet? What's Jack? Has Jack put down? Fiver. He's put a fiver. We'll yeah. multiply by that ten if you want, and we'll have fifty. <laughs> Byron, I will bet you fifty quid that Chelsea finish above Arsenal next season. I want to see what business we do first. Oh, You're buying the league. Okay. Believe You're in the project. League. Believe Just in the, the project. There is the true confidence. <laughs> Believe in the project. Alex, who would you rather have in charge, Arteta or Mourinho? I'll put down a tenner. I'll put down a tenner for you. I'll right. put down a on who that. would you rather have in charge, Arteta or Mourinho? Right now, I'd have Mourinho because no, you, you could have, still have. I would have Mourinho still because Arteta no, is still wouldn't. massively. Arteta still massively unproven. What do you mean he's unproven? He's just won. He's just won more trophies than you've ever yeah, seen Spurs win. 
you know, won the Champions League. You don't get Chelsea fans saying he, they wanted him to stay as manager the next season, did you? All yeah, it takes is, it takes is, I said, you, you got you had Roberto Di Matteo won the Champions League with Chelsea for Christ's sake mm. after taking mm. off the season. Chelsea fans climbing for him to stay even after he won the Champions League. So you should have probably is, employed him. Maybe got some managerial licks. Of all of you, all it takes is Arsenal to have a similar start to the season, and trust me, I'll be rubbing our hands together mean? with it. We've just had our worst season ever, and still had a better season than Spurs. Yeah, and you know, from a cup standpoint, yeah, but not from no. a finishing place in the Premier League. You're not in the Champions League, are you? So, from standpoint, you, you're not doing any better, really. You've got a cup, yeah, that's definite. I, like, I'm not disagreeing with you, as I've already said. So we've said. done better. You can't say. Switch. If you were outside just, of winning a cup, no, 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 I'm not saying I'm not I'm not disputing. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Arsenal haven't had a better season than Tottenham. Arsenal have had a better season than Tottenham now because they've won a cup. Plain and simple, got the Europa League, won a cup. Yeah, we finished a higher in the table than you, but doesn't really make any difference because the end result was still the same. Um, like you could haggle over money here and there, but doesn't make any difference. But the fact of the matter is, Arteta, using words, using terms like masterclass with Arteta. <laughs> I when, didn't say it, but you know what? You're right. <laughs> no, you can, you, can, you can say, all you can say, ask me the same question in a couple of years' time about Mourinho and Arteta, and I could be wrong. I could be turning around and saying, yeah, wish I had Arteta. But right now, you need to give... In a couple Mar- of seasons' time, you'll probably be sporting Arsenal. You can, only, you, can <laughs> only use, you can only use the terms masterclass with managers like Pep Guardiola, Mourinho... All those guys who have actually delivered masterclass and masterclass. How does that work? Because Tony Pulis used to put on a masterclass against Arsenal. He's not at Pep Guardiola's level. An example of a masterclass performance is Inter, is Jose's Inter versus Barcelona in the second leg of the Champions League. That was a masterclass performance. That, so was Arteta against Man City. No, 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 no. That Man City team goes toe to toe with that Barca side. <laughs> you, it's just not a masterclass. You, look. What we've got here is an overexcited fan who has a right to be <laughs> excited that he's won a cup because they deserve that he deserves to be excited and happy about it. But don't go don't go levels above that, talking like your Arsenal are now literally spattling up there with Liverpool. With I didn't you know, say that. They're, they're back in business. Not, you heard him. Yeah. All right, all right. That's fine. Look. It, there's only, one, this, there's only one football team in the league football. that has a verse at the start of their name, and that's us. The Arsenal. <laughs> you would do well to remember that. Oh dear, oh dear. As a Spurs just... fan, you could only dream of a, only dream of a day like Saturday. Mm. Your brother yeah. has a lot to answer for as well. Ignoring my call, didn't want to smoke, <laughs> did he? Jen, Jen Bo. Well, to be fair, he <laughs> say to me, he just he couldn't take you seriously after you've repeatedly refused to pick up the gauntlet for everybody else. So, what do you mean? Well, you I were... spoke to him after Arsenal had just been smoked by Brighton. Offered, offered Jack to come <laughs> around yours and then pulled out. Refused to, refused to, refused to do a like a live reaction to the North London derby with me. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to hear that. I've watched a Spurs game with you. That was bad enough for just me. <laughs> what are you on about? You've got great enjoyment out of that. Don't lie. <laughs> don't lie. You I, love. I didn't. It was just you yelling, "Play it forward." You got you got immense enjoyment. Uh, admittedly, it mostly came from Sean's on the floor, knees on the floor performance of the VR. I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about earlier this season. Earlier this season against Leipzig, which 
we should point out Spurs in the Champions League and you weren't even on time to watch kick off for that. That was a terrible game. Let's be honest. <laughs> that was a terrible game. Look, are we ready? Oh, North London remains red. Well, London remains red. Um, <laughs> wow. Arsenal, 14 time FA Cup champions. So And no Champions League. Better. So there we go. <laughs> Only team in London with a European Cup, and it still remains. We've got a European Cup in 1994. <laughs> not, not the European Cup. Okay, European only team in London with a cha- only. Yeah. yeah, we've won all of those as well. We've won every European trophy you can win. You bought them. <laughs> what? In well, 19, in, 19, in 1998, when we beat. Yes. No, I don't think so, pal. The only, the only European trophies that we've won since Abramovich were Champions League and two Europa Leagues. Which you bought. <laughs> it's a decent number. Yeah. Hey, it's no FA Cup. It's more than you've got. <laughs> no, we've got 14 FA Cups. I know. <laughs> but we've won 20 trophies since 2000, so... Four FA Cups in the last seven years. As Jose Mourinho said, this is footballing heritage. Don't get me wrong, it's a cup that I'd love to win and I wish we had won it. But doesn't get the respect. you should fire that manager then. Our achievements are yours since the turn of this century. I still don't think the FA Cup gets the respect and hype. No, it. it doesn't. It should be the most prestigious cup in the land and I've got no shame in admitting that. Maybe next year. I think they should do it. The only team that doesn't respect it is Liverpool. <clears throat> I think they should do away with the League Cup. Sure, we don't. You, yeah. you, you yes. can own. No, you, keep the league cup. I think yeah. you can only qualify for the league cup if you finish in the bottom half of the table of the Premier League. So no. it's a bit more mm. interesting. Yeah, agreed. Alex, and the, you should be going for every cup you can get. You should be going for that, yeah. I said that at the start of the season. I said that there we should go. be going for You don't want to get, it, get rid of it. Jose will be all over it like a rash next year. Mm, I bloody hope so. So we're agreed Arteta masterclass again. Um, we're agreed Anthony Taylor made one mistake of the game. Um, Pepe showed levels. Aubameyang proved he's the best striker in the league. Anything else? Pepe Pepe did have a good game. That's like like he did look dangerous. Honestly, sure if one... anyone can say there's a better striker in the league than Aubameyang, I would love to hear who it is. Uh, do you know what? You know, you know. Last week when you said about Kane, Vim and Bamiyan, right, right now, right now, I, I would not disagree that Bamiyan is a better striker. You, you, you have to, you have to just not just on that performance of the weekend alone, but unfortunately, when it comes to delivering when it matters the most, you, you can now turn around and say, well, he has. So, I, for the moment, unless Kane suddenly pulls out a season out of nowhere from yes, like a, what a season that's you know. <laughs> Is decisive enough. You, just from a reliability perspective alone, I, I'm not going to disagree. I, I go back on my comments last week. I think it's Abamyang does get it on the comfortable side at the moment. So it's not on the basis of the one game, but it is literally no. on the basis of the last week. <laughs> no, it, it's more. Of, I, I went away and thought about it because, uh, like, it's easy to forget his times at Dort. Like, I, I was just thinking of it. From like a Premier League point last week, you know, you, you forget they played for Dortmund, um, mm. but it's 
so I thought about it is in terms of what, almost like an Arsenal v Tottenham playing field, but I think it's you know you just can't. I thought you tried to break it down. Kane's ability, you know, I think Kane's pace is a little bit underrated, and yeah, it does have that aerial superiority, but. Still, Aubameyang for me right now he just seems to be better. It pretty much in most areas of the pitch. So I just don't. Uh, maybe it's me just being quite negative about Kane at the moment. But <laughs> ironically, we might not get to make this comparison anymore because they could both be out the door by the end of uh, this next transfer window or relatively soon. Please. Yep. Jack, can we um, just add on to our bet? If uh, Aubameyang stays, how confident are you he's going to leave, first of all? Um, I reckon I'm 75% confident. So you're, so you're wearing Arsenal Aubameyang shirt on the podcast? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wear an Arsenal shirt full start. Well, it's not that confident, it seems. No, I just wouldn't let that filth touch me. What about, what about Jack? You get, what about if uh, Luke wore a Chelsea shirt? I don't even think that's even worth the risk of me having to wear an Arsenal shirt. It wouldn't be. Like you'd have to buy a bigger size up first. <laughs> I'd have to like, it'll just like burn me. I'm just sure of it. What, what, what about a Chelsea shirt that says Lampard on it? <laughs> I've got like a large boys Lampard shirt from like <laughs> back in the day if you want to try and get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, if um, next time you're around, if you do just want to wear my Arsenal shirt for a bit, just see how it feels. <laughs> I won't tell anyone. Mm. Anything else to add on the FA Cup, Jack? No. Fair play. Well done. See you next season. Will you sing good old Arsenal for us? <laughs> Not a chance. I was, I was thinking about opening it with that Chelsea song with me singing Arsenal over the top of it. Well, no, see, Rob, Robbie and what's-his-face from Arsenal Fan TV have done that today. They've done the liquidator <laughs> and they've sung Arsenal instead of Chelsea. Yeah. So that puts you in the same bracket then. Really <laughs> good. The winner's enclosure, I think. That's, that's, not, that's not the company you want to keep. <laughs> I mean, other than some of the Chelsea fans, it's probably a nicer bracket to be in. Racist. I think I'm the only Chelsea fan. No, I'm tough. I don't know a Chelsea fan that I would hold in a high regard in terms of uh, being a football hey. fan. <laughs> You're among the worst. Why am I the worst? <laughs> How am I the worst? Among. You did say among. Among, yeah. What you makes didn't what wish gives me, me that... dying in my sleep. <laughs> what gives me the trait? that I'm one of the worst football fans, you know. Wearing blue glasses, I would say. <laughs> I think doesn't everyone do that? There's levels to it. And for all I've done this podcast, it still doesn't quite touch your level. You said the difference for Chelsea this season was going to be Jody Morris. <laughs> didn't say that. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Yes, you did. I, I said that he's going to be a great help because he knows <sighs> knows the youth squad. And for and for a manager to give more debuts to academy graduates than any other manager in our history, I think that that says more testament. about your history than it does about Lampard. How many have debuted this year? He's given. Eight senior debuts to academy graduates. 
And don't forget, you like the Loftus cheek Cullimans in the door. They've already made their debut. That's a standard season for Arsenal. They've also given more minutes this season to under 18s than combined Chelsea have in the last 14 years, I think. And this is more saying about Chelsea than it is about anyone else. And for all that you've done this season, the first chance you've had to get rid of them players, you're doing it. I don't, well, that's not true, not at all. How many of them are going to be starting next season? I'd probably say Mason Mount starts, Christiansen probably still starts, Rhys James starts. <laughs> um, and then you'd have probably Tammy alternating in. I think Loftus Cheek, when oh, he gets back into the flow of things as well, probably pre season. What do you mean the flow of things? <laughs> he's so made of paper mache. I'm convinced he's... that's part of his name. Once he gets back to it, Loftus Cheek. He's only had one major serious injury and he's only just come back from it. Jack, Gwendouzi has played more games in the last year than Loftus Cheek has in his career. He's 24 years old, for God's sake. Exactly. I think that's true. I don't, I don't have his birth certificate to hand, but I'm pretty sure that's what they tell us. No, not the age. Oh, sorry. No, the minutes of Gwendouzi. I, I'm <laughs> not debating when averages below 10 appearances in a season he's, he's since he made finished. his debut. He's 28. <laughs> cheek averages below 10 appearances a season since his debut. Yeah. Yeah, Gwendouzi made over 50 appearances Edu- in his first Educational season. Byron. Look, that's what I come to the pod with. Anyway, we're going to the transfer gossip because... I'm sure a lot of what we're talking about is going to cross over. We did have a lot of uh, Chelsea's name being used, and we've got a lot of Arsenal since winning the FA Cup. So, uh, start things off. FA Cup winners Arsenal are targeting, that sounds nice, uh, Sevilla's 27 year old Brazilian centre back Diego Carlos. Can't say I've seen him before, so uh, don't know too much to comment there. But centre back is definitely needed alongside William Saliba, the generational talent. <laughs> Arteta has called Barcelona and Croatia midfielder Ivan Rakitic, 32, to discuss a potential move to the Gunners. Can't see that. He might be on a free, actually, so who knows. Manchester United are considering a move for Leicester City and Denmark goalkeeper Kasper Schmeichel, 33. See, I saw this and I thought... That's an odd move. Yeah, like, that would have been a great move even three years ago. But, like, 33 is such, such a weird age to buy a keeper. It would be a rough message to send to Dean Henderson. Yeah, presumably Leicester aren't going to just let him go on the cheap even, no. so you'll probably have to spend a bit to get a 33-year-old <laughs> keeper. Uh, Liverpool have moved ahead of Paris Saint-Germain in the race for Bayern Munich's Thiago Alcantara and are now very likely to sign the Spain midfielder. Sound. If it, it was um, bring him in, TK, for £30 million is the rumoured uh, fee. Or um, give Wijnaldum a new deal. Which would you? Which would you pick? Give Wijnaldum a new deal every day of the week. And I've seen people um, debating that, and often falling down the other side. And I can only assume crack is more uh, out there than I thought because people are just <laughs> He's insane. another one that you struggle to keep fit, Thiago. Yeah, injury record isn't fantastic. No doubt he's technically very good, better than Wijnaldum in that regard. You've obviously never watched a team play if you think. That's the job that's needed for uh, in that midfield. But there we are. That's football fans for you. I was quite shook by his age. Oh, he's one yeah, who I just considered to be young, and then he's 29. Yeah, yeah, he'll be forever young. He's nice. So. We do seem to be going into a phase now in football where 
you aren't immediately finished if you're 30. I think players like Vardy, Aubameyang and Aguero. It's been kind of um, a prolonged sort of awakened to that really doesn't it is <laughs> <laughs> on the back of my Roma shirt coming this week nice yeah it's I wonder, kind of I wonder where his next week. move will be it's long awakened to that because they've been like there's been players playing into their 30s for quite a while now yet we do still have in our minds that we shit ourselves as soon as someone turns 30 so probably for the best that we're starting to realise that they're not completely done. Do you think that's just isolated to the do you think that's just isolated to the Premier League though because of the intensity that the Premier League runs at compared with like say Spain and Italy though? Because I think I if you looked that. at those leagues there's a lot more older players that sort of pay past mm. their 30s that are still considered prime through there. But in I general the athletes are going well. longer aren't they? Mm. There's more conditioning now than just resting the day after a game than Yeah, players are looking after play. Players are looking after themselves better from start to finish of their yeah. careers, which helps out massively. Mm. There's a lot more science involved now than there was previously. So well, when you look back, obviously the teams are a lot different in terms of uh, kind of standards. But when you look back, and if you were told that Arsenal weren't offering more than a one-year deal to Patrick Vieira or Robert Perez, I'm prepared to let them go on the basis that they wouldn't give them more than that. It's pretty mental. Fans are beginning to melt down now. Yeah. Exactly. I find that mental because that's exactly what happened to JT and Frank Lampard. They just couldn't, they wouldn't give them more than one year. Strange. It was difficult to bring in another manager where those two were there, particularly Terry, where every kind of Chelsea manager that was eventually sat, the stories came out that it was that same group of players effectively ran the club more than the manager themselves. (laughs) The Bulldogs. Yeah. I wouldn't mind I'll that. I'll say the TK, I would have read that story again recently. <laughs> but I'd, um, Damien Duff story saying he wouldn't go out with the English boys because they called themselves the Bulldogs. <laughs> Imagine getting together like, right, that's with the Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them, that's why Duff refused. Well, I would more than happy to do it, but the fact they called themselves that, I'm not having it. <laughs> yeah. Strange guy. A little side note, I think we spoke about it before, but Damien Duff's probably one of them who's been appreciated a lot more since he's finished because you don't really get many uh, proper wide players these days, do you? I, I think we said before when we talked about it, he yeah. actually gets viciously underrated. You think they were genuinely, I, I said at the time, so if people listen at the time, I probably just repeat myself, but there was a genuine sort of thing of how are we going to get him and Robin in the same team? You think, looking back, you, you would assume Robin would be the first choice every day of the week, but it was a yeah. genuine debate. It was so weird to have two left footers on the wings as well. I just, I think it bamboozled a lot of teams. And even but, used to it. seems a strange thing to say about Robin, who became the the go-to guy for this. But cutting in on the wing was kind of a relatively new thing. Seen as that, it was tended to be you played right foot, left foot on either, either yeah. wing. So up until every the end, cross up... Pepe put in the FA Cup final was him cutting in and playing that hmm. left-footed ball to the back post. Yeah. yeah. With um. Damien Duff. Do him and Oliver Johnson look that similar or is that my childhood playing tricks on me because they just both have blonde hair? Both have blonde hair, I believe. Both have blonde hair, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think that is the extent of it. In my head, they, they look quite similar and I was just thinking I probably need to Google Oliver Johnson have a little look at his face again. Um, Tottenham will compete with Everton to sign Lille's 23-year-old Turkey right-back Zeki Selic with Spurs considering sell, selling Ivory Coast right-back Serge Aurier. 
I've seen Apparently this. And, he's uh, first choice for AC Milan, which is yeah, I can see he's on your list. You can picture him going somewhere like that, and I hope he does for Christ's sake. I'll take anybody else. Oh, that man's um, brother died. Have some respect. Uh, <laughs> I'm not laughing at that, honestly. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Arsenal offer Gabon striker Pierre Emerick Aubameyang a 250 grand a week three year contract later this week. Bargain, really, for that money. Uh. Crystal Palace's 27 year old Ivory Coast winger Wilfred Zahar is a target for Arsenal. By all the wide players, get them all. <laughs> So not needed. Aston Villa targeting a summer move with Liverpool's 25-year-old Belgium striker Divock Irigi. That'd be a good move if he wants first-team football regularly. And I feel like he could striker. be a potential disaster. I feel like you could have the Benteke move in reverse, where he thought he looked okay, and then you just you start getting more games. Like, no, I'm not sure. This is not much <laughs> working. He always goes to um, Dortmund on my football manager save. Playing his back up to Haaland. One so page to another. In real life, there you go. Uh, United are hoping to use England centre back Chris Smalling as part of a swap deal for Inter Milan's 25 year old Slovakia defender, Milan Skriniar. I feel like plenty are going to want him this season until they realise the price Inter are asking for. They're a team that don't need money. And Smalling takes off 10 mil. Yeah. Apparently United are out of a 30 mil for him, which is mental. Italian giants AC Milan and Napoli are in talks with Norwich's uh, English defender Ben Godfrey after Canaries were relegated from the Premier League. I would like Arsenal to get in, to be honest. I don't get the Ben Godfrey hype. You got bullied by Giroud. Like, embarrassingly bullied. That's a harsh kind of basis yeah, uh, yeah. to go on, though. <laughs> because he he was doing well against... I mean, to go back to the FA Cup final, but in the first five minutes, you saw what he could do, and then Chelsea kept trying to play the ball over the top into him rather than give it to his feet yeah. and get players around him. Because we looked terrified when the ball was played in close to him. Apart from that one time where he looked like he, he made that squeal on the floor. And <laughs> Went shot, yeah. They said they were checking for violent conduct. <laughs> uh, Chelsea is stepping up their efforts to sign Burnley's England keeper Nick Pope with the future of Spain's Kepa Aretha Balaga increasingly uncertain. See, I'd take Ben Foster at this point. Like, he's Fucking had, hell. He had a decent season, shot-stopping-wise, and that's what we struggled with. Commands his area well. Nick Pope is my optimum. That's who I hope we get. Um, like, how much he would cost? Well, this is the thing. Like, the amount if you of want an aging keeper, you can have Fraser Forster for about £2 million. <laughs> the, the, amount of, the amount Nick Pope would cost, you'd think, fuck it, let's go and just release, get released, use our Black's release clause. Yeah, yeah. That's what you'd think with Nick Pope, because you ain't getting cheaper than like 70, 80 million, I don't think. Christ. Apparently Joe Hart's getting eyed up by Celtic, which I'd quite like. That would be a great transfer. He seems like, yeah. he seems like, a, he seems like a good bloke. I, I would yeah. like to see him, mm. see him up here again. It's mad, isn't it, how like one manager that comes in and just doesn't fancy he can derail your entire career because well, the yeah. issue was that even when he left he didn't do himself many favours yeah he went to he, Torino I can't he? think and yeah, Tor- and they weren't a defensively solid team as it was but he had some howlers there 
Mm. And unfortunately, people aren't tuning in on Twitter to see a three-minute video of all the good saves you make. But exactly. you letting a free kick from 40 yards is going to be viewed millions of times. It's always the risk when you go abroad, isn't it? See, unless, yeah. you, especially unless you go into one of the top teams, you're going to get Works forgotten as a young quite player. easily. Like, it's, it's funny because... Even when, then, though, you've got to do well. If you go there and fall into obscurity, you can fall away in the Prem and fall back on somewhere. If you fall away playing in the league or Serie A or anywhere, really, that isn't the Prem, you get forgotten about very easily. It's going to be a well, big season next year for Ethan Ampadu. Well, it's, yeah, it's like mm. Jaden Sancho, for example. Like, we all know he's class, but I've seen him in like a handful of England games. Mm. I, I've, I've, I can't say I've sat down, apart from when... Project Restart happened and even then he didn't really play he was on the bench No, no I can't say that I've sat there and watched 90 minutes of him play for Dortmund so I don't actually know how good he is well, it looks like you're not as much of a football purist as they say you are <laughs> <laughs> Tottenham are considering a move for Watford striker Troy Deeney mm, that's, a, that's such a weird move he's the thing the is, though, is it though because backup for Kane and Harry Kane replacement? Yeah, I think that's an all right backup option, isn't it? I don't. don't uh, it, it is, yeah. No, we don't. The thing is, the fact of the matter is, we don't have a backup option at the moment, unless you count Son. But really, he isn't. He, he has delivered when you've played him as an out-and-out striker. Um, maybe not as much this season, um, but um, he's been had plenty more assists. But the, I would say. Why not? I mean, he's a proven Premier League striker, at the very least, as an option for when Kane gets injured. It's a good choice. I think it works better when Kane's injured than it does when Kane's fit. And not in the sense that he obviously can't play both, but he's not much of a plan B if things aren't working with Kane there. It's like Chelsea not having Higuain working and bringing on Giroud. Mm. I did actually see a thread where I was saying Higuain wasn't going to work with Chelsea and I feel quite vindicated afterwards. Because <laughs> <laughs> the kid Trana was lecturing me saying, uh, no look, honestly. But Dini, if you'll be able to get him what you'd imagine two, three, four million. I think he's got a year left on his deal and they've been relegated. You can't demand much money for a 32-year-old. No. no not he's also difficult to keep fit himself, so... You could yeah. be in a situation where your backup's injured as much as your first team choice. Unfortunately, I think that's what Tottenham are going to have to be looking at, though, in terms of options, particularly in that position, because let's be honest, there's no way we're going to be in a financially strong point at the moment with the loss of the the stadium costs and then the lack of earnings this year with the stadium costs. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be it's going to be more of a case of being smart with the bare minimum that you've got. To be honest, I don't see that being anything but just a smart move. So well, yeah, why not? Not many teams can have a backup striker like Giroud, who turned out wasn't the backup in the end. You're very lucky if you're like a region. Yeah. You're very lucky if you can get someone happy to do that. I think Spurs the, probably could have got that from Urente, but they would. You have to pay them first team money to be a bench player, the, so you have to keep the them sweet that way. Thing is, though, like I true. Trodini is a different striker to Kane. And mm. although Giroud, like Harry Kane, I know he has those games where he is that decisive striker for you, but he does have traits like Giroud in the respect that he can collect the ball, bring it down and pass it around a little bit. You know, he can hold at the play, collect and hold at the play a bit, a bit like Giroud can do. So it's not as if that Giroud... I say if you play, if Giroud ended up at Tottenham and you've got Kane, he goes off. He was linked with there for a while, wasn't he? I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, 
I don't think I don't think it offers too much different in that game in an instant. I think Troy Deeney changed up the way Tottenham would play at the front to compared to if you had Kane or Giroud playing, if that makes sense. Not I'm not just drawing a comparison within their two tall guys who, you know, can collect the ball in the air. It's just they do have similarities in the way that they do play. So I think Troy yeah, that's, that's really gonna endear Deeney to the Arsenal fans uh, even more. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, Crystal Palace are looking at Watford Senegalese striker Ishmael Assar and could make an offer of 40 million with Ivory Coast board Wilfred Zahar expected to leave Sellers Park. I thought we could do better than Crystal Palace, but Crystal Agreed. Palace are the team that need an attacking player. They do need goals. Yeah, that's Sar. There is something there with it where you think if he could hit, put a run together, he could play for a top team. He's got his shows of flashes. I don't think you're going to get the patience you're probably going to get at Palace. I think it would make sense for him in terms of if you're going to get games. He's going to get first team games where, you know, the top team he's not going to right now. Him and Ayu, that's a power couple there. Uh, Manchester United are demanding Inter Milan pay 15 million to sign Chile forward Alexis Sanchez permanently. That does look like it's going to happen and it's a matter of time. Fall from grace, that is. Would you take him back? I would personally, but I can see why it wouldn't be a good move at <laughs> 31 on the wages he's on, so no. But I can, you know, think, the way, I can think about, yeah, I can think about how good he would be. I think he's the, the best player of the Emirates era. Um, people will tell you where it's, which is mental. I think the conversation is actually between Alexis and Ramsey more than it is about it. So. Uh, I would agree. Uh, Manchester City are keen on Barcelona's Sergio Roberto, who can play a midfield defensor on the wing, with City's 19 year old fullback Eric Garcia heading in the opposite direction. Because Garcia is starting to get more games. I think everyone's upset, City, and we're not going to like what's coming next season. <laughs> no, because that, what's that fellow called they just signed? Um, Ferran Torres. Ferran Torres. I, I'll confess, I didn't know an awful lot about him. And then I was uh, looking through this um, Spanish journalist tweets about him, and he was saying like he's generally regarded as like the player of the next generation for Spain. Like he's okay. kind of universally seen as yeah, he's the guy. So that's great. So was so was um oh god his name's uh Real Madrid boy uh who I was um saying that Chelsea would sign uh oh what's his name Isco Ferran Isco Isco so was Isco and he didn't really like argue you could argue that it was at the club but Isco was the you know the next Spanish guy um and that didn't really happen so there's hope is what you're saying yeah (laughs) they Uh, said that Marco Marin was the German, new German Messi, so yeah. He would have been if he wasn't kept on that damn bench at Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everton intend to try their luck with a 15 million bid for Bournemouth Norwegian striker Josh King, 28. Hey, fair play, lads. You try <laughs> your luck. Uh, Bournemouth plan to do everything possible to keep their 23-year-old Welsh playmaker David Brooks, with Spurs, Everton and West Ham all interested in a deal. Does look a bit of a fire sale in Bournemouth, doesn't it? It probably benefits them that uh, he was injured all season in that some clubs maybe put off going in for him, but then they're also not going to get the big money that they maybe would have hoped for if they were going to let him go because of that big injury. Think of the money they've probably missed out on. They've probably got half the money they would have got for Ake at one point. 
Yeah. They could have sold Callum Wilson probably 40 or 50 million at one point. Sure, Chelsea did that. Yeah, Josh yeah. King, were talking about high sort of money as well not so long ago. They're going to they're going to sell all these players for yeah, they rejected or 50 they from get. Chelsea for Callum Wilson. Insane. Oh, 50. Insane. Yeah, that was the the one well, the two summers ago. I mean, well, whatever, whatever summer it was that uh, you got Morata and Costa left. He's only ever been streaky as well. It's not like, you know. That was at the peak of it. He just got called up for England. I think he scored. It's 2018 January scoring. He when he, when he did scored hit a run, he did look week. a proper player, must... I will acknowledge. I'm pretty sure they just beaten Chelsea, what, like 3 0 as well? Sounds about right. I'm actually yeah. glad Bournemouth yeah. have gone down because <laughs> we have banana skins against them every season. Hey, Newcastle so... are still there, don't you worry. <laughs> That's true. I was praying Swansea wouldn't come up. <laughs> He was having a sleepless night. <laughs> uh, Chelsea are close to agreeing a structured transfer deal with Bayer Leverkusen, the 21-year-old German playmaker Kai Havertz. You know, it's funny, last season, apparently Arsenal were the only team that ever did a transfer in instalments. I don't get why everyone's jumped on instalments, especially the Arsenal one. Like, why wouldn't you pay in instalments? 95% of transfers, probably over 10 million, have done in instalments. Exactly. I was going to say, like, any certainly big money ones, definitely Leicester going to be done. Leicester paid yeah. Johnny Evans cash. in instalments and he went for under 3 million. <laughs> That's why it was so mental that we didn't sign him. Yeah, I can't have it. It seems like he's dragging on a little bit. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It gives you the kind of heebie-jeebies. It's not I've actually got this next one just for you, Jack. Napoli president Aurelio De Laurentiis has suggested Senegal centre-back Kaladu Koulibaly could be allowed to leave the club 81 million yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's said this for the last five years you've got to give him he's consistent (laughs) yeah he's actually up the price to 81 million I think interest on that I think right now I mean I don't know how long he's left on his contract but right now I think you just pay it I'm pretty sure they do the thing each time where they convince him and say, uh, look, we'll let you go. You sign the contract. And it just means we get paid the proper money for you. Yeah. And then they start getting pricing them out. He must be getting on a bit now. Is he 29? 29, yeah. Yeah. Mm, it's a big money to spend on a defender yeah. that you're going to get realistically, what, three years out of? Maybe four? I don't know. You can get a lot more of a centre-back now. But I know. some of his quality is about the fact that he's, as well as being a unit, is lightning as well. So yeah, if the legs true. do go. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer wants Manchester United to accelerate their pursuit of Borussia Dortmund and England forward Jaden Sancho to avoid a repeat of last summer's protracted move for Harry Maguire. Again, I, I know that, Sancho's good. That looks like one that's going to get done, doesn't it? it yeah. yeah, it's got all the feel of it, doesn't it? I think the, the teams that would have been in for him are Chelsea and Man City otherwise. And he's been at Man City as a youth player. Probably doesn't want to go back. And their wide options are spectacular. Um, and Chelsea look like they're going to spend our money elsewhere because we have to replace our defence. So the only other the only other team that you can really think of in England that can afford his wages really is United. So process of elimination there. they got the best front three in the league though. What's the fucking point? <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting, uh, though, isn't it? They, they've just got their front three firing. I know it's not the best, but they are firing no matter what. So I think there's an area of the team you could spend 90 million in better. Yeah, 
Yeah. Exactly. I think that's the most urgent priority. They're linked to nothing no. but left wingers every single year. <laughs> uh, Borussia Dortmund could try to sign Netherlands and former Manchester United winger Memphis Depay from Lyon if United signs Sancho. He's kicked on a bit. He's just done his ACL. He's just been out oh, for... No way. He, he was linked to a big move to Arsenal, Chelsea, United, all them. Yeah, and they did his ACL. Got it. I think it's it MCL as well. He did two of them. Whatever, like the worst you can do is. He, yeah, the, he did, the anterior he did and the medial. Yeah, so, he, so he's done both he, of them. He went all in. Yeah. Jesus, that's I a think he's just about to be back fit again for the summer. But it's do you trust him? Basically, yeah. That that's one of those when them both when they both go, they they'll just keep going. I may be right. Essentially, he had two horrible injuries at once that mm. they sounded right. Uh, Barcelona midfielder Philip Coutinho has been offered to Arsenal with one possibility seeing the Gunners sign the Brazilian as far to get nine million and French midfielder Matteo Ganduzzi. Snap the hand off, surely. This feels like one of them that is either the agent just trying to get the name out there, but it was linked a lot last season, wasn't it, before the window started? Like the last five days of the window, that was being chucked about a lot. So I could see that happening. It's just whether or not it works or not. ESPN did an article called uh, The Unbiables, and it's essentially the players who their club aren't going to let them go for a fee that is just never going to happen, or the ones with wages that make it too big to justify any club taking them. Mm. Um, Gareth Bale was top of the list. They got Gareth Bale, <laughs> Alexis Sanchez, although it seems like I might get done. Neymar was another one. Mesut Ozil, uh, Kepa. Uh, Harry Kane David De Gea Griezmann and Coutinho was at the bottom of the list they say Coutinho is the guy who bailed out of a lottery syndicate just before he hit the jackpot Four season, <laughs> 142 million move from Liverpool to Barcelona that is pretty accurate poor guy mm. I feel kind of bad for him in a way I, I just find it interesting how many players that have gone to Barca recently for like ex- just insane amounts of money and flopped. Like you look at they're just so badly run. Yeah, yeah. You look at the fish. Just I actually know someone that about. bailed out of a lottery syndicate and then it uh, won a week later. Jesus really? Christ! Yeah. Who? I'll tell you who. Oh yeah. I, I would. Maybe, well, you wouldn't know them anyway, but that, okay, I, 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 it wasn't it wasn't the jackpot, but it was enough for them to. It was uh, the the amount where you still have to work, but. You you have a very healthy on. living. For, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that would be horrible. How much was it? I don't know because it was um, it was like their their family had it, but she so I think she they still kind of gave us some cash, but obviously uh, not a uh, not jackpot proportions. Oh, Jesus. So yeah, still rough. Do you, what what do you think about it? Do you think the casino deal happens? Seems like one of them that isn't going away. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And running out of other destinations for him as well. Yeah, he has to go somewhere. Like, mm. If, if think... you were Arsenal, would you take a loan or would you take the, the risk of taking all of his wages but having him permanently if he does do well? You're not going to get much investment back. That's what I'd look at from an Arsenal. They like their return on investment. And I think you'd probably loan him, wouldn't you? But you never get the best out of the player on loan, really. Yeah, well, it's a buy off. So it looks like we're going to get Sabahs back for another year and then with, a, with, a, uh, obli- with an option to buy. Mm. I wouldn't like to see that fee. The other thing is, is obviously you get in 20 mil apparently because they're trying to get rid of him. Oh, really? Take that he's, he's one of them that Zidane just weirdly hates. 
he does do that. The only thing they've got uh, Erdogan going back at some point as well. Yeah, I think he's ahead of him in the queue. So. And they've got um, that. Uh, it's not Valverde, but it's uh, basically a guy who plays in the same position as yeah. them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like a Valente or something like that. Um, it'll come to me straight after we finish this. But <laughs> essentially, they've got a couple of good midfielders. In exactly. They've got that, and then in the uh, attacking midfield role, they've got um, Kubo, who's like meant to be the next Japanese superstar. He's at Mallorca all season, and he does look ridiculous as well. Yeah, I've seen a bit of him. He does look very, very good. Um, former striker Callum Wilson has told teammates he needs to leave for a Premier League club to maintain his England <laughs> hopes. <laughs> if only there was I somebody see. he could have done to keep them in the league <laughs> <laughs> and finally Arsenal are front runners to sign Chelsea winger Willian on a three year deal with expected wages of between 120 and 150 grand a week sounds about right and I think there's others after... reporting upwards of 200 but surely you think we're <laughs> I'd say surely yeah. you never know with this you know. Club, but... I think after him He's not injured. No way is he injured. And no. after not playing, I think that says it all. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's a, an Arsenal transfer waiting to happen where we've had uh, the best years. And then you get. I him. would say, as far as buying a 32 year old goes, he isn't putting up 32 year old numbers. Like he's actually putting up better numbers than he has earlier in his career. He's still playing most weeks. Yeah. That's and he's true. not going to be a starter some weeks for you. If, he, you if you've got a, a Birmingham we, Pepe down the side a lot of the time, we've got he's not going to start. Martinelli, Saka, Pepe, Emil Smith-Rowe. And I guess the thinking is that we're going to play a lot of games with the Europa League and it does give some experience in there as well, much like why David Luiz is there when you've got Saliba coming through. I think if the wages are closer to the 120 mark than they are to the you know, potential 200 mark, then I think it's a really, really good free signing. It's just a case of where it falls, I guess. I text Jack in the week and said, I keep seeing Arsenal fans saying, uh, I mean, hopefully that um, we can get him on a two-year deal. And I thought, well, if he was going to be on a two-year deal, then he'd be saying at Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. But apparently we're, surprise, surprise, the highest bidders in this regard just so happens his agent is on very good terms with our club. So. <laughs> he also owns a restaurant with David Louise in West London, doesn't he? And they're very good mates. So yeah. can see. I think I th- that one could be done as soon as next week. Yeah, I, I can see it being done, personally. I think the, the days where Chelsea could command players over 30 that you will only get a one-year extension are gone. Like, they used to be able to do well, that. Well, they've offered two win- Chelsea, but he wants three. Yeah, for a 31-year-old, I don't know. He's not Lampard's consistent enough. Well, you say the consistency thing, which does seem to be synonymous with most Chelsea fans, so I'm not calling you a liar. But the thing is also that Chelsea had a lot of managers and every single manager has insisted to pick him. It kind of goes with the people that defend Ertzil, but every manager has put him on the bench, whereas mm. every manager is still putting William in their starting lineup. Mm, yeah, it's true. It just frustrates he, he's, us. He's got better he numbers do. than all of our all of our attackers outside of uh, Aubameyang and Pepe. Yeah, so he, he improves his team. He improves his squad. Look, it just would... so happens that since the news came out about him coming to us, weirdly around the time that I actually think it could be a really good move. 
<laughs> so you had that with Henry, though. Yeah, <laughs> you had this weird uh, realization. Actually, Emery's going to be the best manager ever. <laughs> as as Connor said quite rightly in our chat, it's all right to get excited sometimes. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His was about Maguire, though. <laughs> Although at the time people were making some wild claims about Maguire, so I probably, if he was coming to Arsenal, would have been brought up in that hype. <laughs> Just quite fortunately, he wasn't. Um, so that is the end of the gossip. If we just do a bit on the Champions League before we uh, call it a day, and we'll only talk about the games that are happening this weekend. So we'll come on to Bayern Chelsea, Jack, so you can hold your breath for a little longer. Um, we've got Juventus-Leon first, and that just looks like a kind of fun Champions League game to kick us off. They, they haven't gone all in with any of the early games have they the Premier League came back with Villa Sheffield then you had uh, the uh, another competition the NBA came back with New Orleans Pelicans against Utah Jazz so they kind of reel you in with one game first and then they give you the appetizer straight after so (laughs) you went from the Villa Sheffield to Arsenal City you went from uh, Pelicans Jazz to the LA Derby, and you're going from Juve Leon to City Madrid. Nice. So, a good Friday night, that is. Mm. It's yeah. annoying. They're on, I'm pretty sure they're on at the same time, the games, which is. Strange. Yeah, they are. I don't, get, I don't get that at all. Surely you do the 6 p.m., 8 p.m. Yeah, seems a very odd thing, especially as they normally would have been doing that anyway. They normally would have yeah, been mixing them up. So. It really makes no sense. It's really annoying. So, you've got City going into the game 2 1 up. You've got Leon going into the game 1 0 up over Juve. So, they'd have both been fun games to watch. It says a lot that I'd forgotten they were 1 0 up. I find it mad that first. As well, I, dreamt that. I find it mad that in this round of games, I actually went to the first leg and we're playing the second leg now. <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy, isn't it? Yeah. That is just mental how long ago that was. Mm. I was about to say, what's that? What's oh, Alex, the AJ's the mic things up <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> the mic things up and again there, AJ. Well, you saw that out quick. Um, has anyone seen the new Juve kit? Yeah. yeah it's, it's grown nice. on me quite significantly. I didn't like it at first. And I okay. saw them wear it at the weekend and I actually really like it now. I haven't seen it yet. I'm having a look. You didn't need to see it modelled, maybe. Well, I was, saying to, I was saying to my brother that because he's a Newcastle fan, you are in a sticky situation like Juve uh, are there, where there is only so much you can do with a striped format. So they True. really are having to kind of push it out there. Newcastle seemingly abandoned all creativity with their latest one, but Juve one is at least a bit different this year. I like that block black and white that they did the diagonals. That was quite cool not too long ago. Yeah, their home one this season's a bit odd. I've got it just because I just got it with Ramsey when it first happened, but yeah, I don't think I wore it very many times. Do you think you may have got enough to turn it around against Leon? I think so, particularly when you consider how fit they must be in comparison to the Leon players. Leon played at the weekend because they lost to PSG in the Cup. But that's been their only game, hasn't it, since. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Whenever that league got cancelled, so you said Serie A's literally just finished. Juve should be primed. 
Yeah, they played a couple of friendlies against uh, some Belgian sides in Celtic. You'd fancy use it, use it at the best of times to get it done. Yeah, so you got the Ronaldo that. factor. Yeah, when when Juve are on it though, they do look very laboured, so they probably will need to come out firing. I'm certainly not as a big on the Juve train as some people are, but I, I think they should have enough to get past Leon. I mean, on on Saturday, actually, just quick, do you fancy City to hold out against uh, Real Madrid? Um, no, I fancy Real Madrid to come back, personally. I think the way that they ended the season, I feel that going forward, they will, they, they can null, null and void City. And I think they're in such a different place than they were when they first played them. I think that it's almost like a completely different Real Madrid team. Mm. Not the personnel, but their mindset. And the results have reflected that, kind of coming in and finishing the league strongly and winning things. So I think... This Man City will be cursing it because this would be the year that they would have won the Champions League, I feel, because I feel they would have been the strongest team left in Europe um, at the time because Real Madrid were in such a poor state. Whereas now, I think they could lose to Real Madrid. The uh, Alexis deal has just been confirmed, by the way, to Inter. He's gone off free. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Free, and the bet takes all of his wages. Fair enough. I think with Madrid, the interesting thing is that usually to beat City, you have to make it an open game and bank on you taking your chances while they don't. And City, nine times out of ten, will take that kind of game. You look, I mean, 5 0, 4 0, their last two games. Madrid, um, they've won it as much on being good themselves as Barca, really, every time they had the chance to take hold of the league, they crumbled and they had a calamitous season. Madrid aren't really putting more than two, three goals up a game, which isn't really the Madrid that you're used to. The last but time they've got that European pedigree. Goals, just, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And they've just got grind out results, I feel. And they just, I think... Sorry. I was just going to say, they do just seem to find themselves there, don't they? They find themselves in the later stages of competition. And like, oh, hang on. We're going to win it then. It doesn't matter what's happened earlier in the year when it looks like you know Zidane was close to being out the door. Now... <laughs> They've got a league title under the belt and they're thinking we'll go for the Champions League again. I, I think City get it done. I, I still I still think City do, but I, I say if Madrid get a goal early, I think suddenly it all it all looks very different because yeah. I think City can collapse in on themselves quite easily. I just as much as I do agree with Jack that I think this is a different Madrid team now. I can't kind of get that first leg out of my head, but I do think City showed them levels. Bale just in the way the game is played. Bailed in an interview with ESPN this week where he was talking about being whistled by his own fans. And he was saying, he was laughing while he was saying it, in fairness. And he was like, it's an odd concept, really, because they're, they're, they're whistling you because they feel you're having a bad game. And you would, every other fan seems to think that really kind of getting behind your own player is enough to bring your confidence back and hope that you get back in it. He's like, it doesn't seem to be the way at Madrid. They actually whistle you, which actually lowers your confidence, and then they seem confused that it actually lowers your level. <laughs> He's like, it's an odd concept that I think they haven't quite got their heads around. So, no, it, it is very strange, but I'm kind of used to it now. He's not bothered about making friends, there, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Jack, then, buying Chelsea. I saw <laughs> Lampard actually laugh when it was mentioned to him. <laughs> What do you think? Yeah, it's frustrating because 
it would have been great as a test to see in a one-off game. We're ne- obviously we're never going to overturn it, but it'd be great to see how far we'd come with a full-strength team because we back in the three-nil loss, we had half the team out injured. It was just a poor. Again, I was obviously out of that game. It was just just poor to see. But now we've been great. Oh yeah, it'd be great. Let's let's do it now and let's see what we'd be like. And then we've got Hasbrouwer out as our captain. We've got Pulisic out. It's just one of those needless games that you wish weren't happening at the moment. Um, I don't know how we'll do. Our defence is so bad. When you're up against their attack, it could be even worse. I just wanted to stay respectable, which I never <laughs> thought I'd say supporting Chelsea in the Champions League. But yeah, that's how I wanted to stay. I don't. And we see... got Barca Napoli. This one all. Yeah. So I think Napoli could do it. You don't know where Barca are, do you? And I think uh, Chelsea could take a beating. Yeah, I agree. I've gone with the days where I thought we could like grind something out here. Like, we're not a grindy team. I'd all have to go for is. I assume Bayern weren't able to register Sunday. No, no, I'm pretty sure not. But it'd be the same with <laughs> Werner and Ziyech, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Lewandowski's probably unfortunate because he probably would have been a front runner for the Ballon d'Or this year if if it actually happens. So I still don't really know why they're not doing it, but there you go. Then just That's finally, the... sorry, I was just going to say that seems like something can be done remotely. I've done enough Zoom calls to know you could do an announcement yeah. remotely. Mad because you've got to think like Lewandowski obviously had a great year. Then you've got. Tierney at Arsenal, who's had a great year. You've got <laughs> after the cup final. Some of these players have been really hard done by. Barcelona Napoli to close us out. Do we think Napoli can do it? Or do we think that Barca do what Barca do? It is at the new camp. I think Barca win. I think they pull through. Napoli did upset Juve in the cup final, so who knows? I think they'll have some hairy moments, but I think Messi should be able to drag them through if nothing else. Yeah. But they I are not I know which game I'll be watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that just about does us. I mean, hour and forty-five I've, minutes. We, sorry, Alex. I've got, I've got. Uh, do you know what? Do you know who's just piped up? Your brother. Jen Bones has piped Jen up. Jen Bones, out of nowhere. Saying what? Just, just, I, all, all they wanted to say was, all, 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 all they'll say, uh, Chelsea have Werner, uh, as I check. Hmm? Who's, who's there? Who, who's all they'll say? All, all, all Jen Bones is saying is that, like. He had the chance to say this on Saturday. How do you know it's a he? <laughs> It'd be so presumptive. They've uh, they've said they've said uh, Chelsea have on the way Werner, Zajcek, Her- uh, Harvard as well, possibly, and probably even more coming in. All those alongside the current young talent we have, I can I can cope with the loss to the club that ha- isn't going to. T- <laughs> I can cope with the loss with a loss to the club that isn't going to get in touch with in touch of us in a year in years to come. He seems to right rush that message, but yeah. <laughs> so, like so. blood. Let yeah. me tell you, Alex, he's embarrassed himself. He's embarrassed your name. Hey, I told him this. I told him he embarrassed your name on Saturday. 
Don't, you know, don't be accountable for there. <laughs> how do you know? How do you, we're not related. This is this is a different family. He's made a damn fool of himself. <laughs> anyway, thanks again for listening to another edition of the Spitballing Pod. We'll be back on Friday. Movie madness. I'll ask Jack and Alex again quickly. We've got white chicks against dodgeball this week, which takes the cake for you two. Dodgeball, easy. Alex, I haven't seen white che- chicks, but I would. What I, the I just hell, man? I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it. But I know, I know it'd be dodgeball. I know it would be dodgeball. Oh, the first person I've ever met who hasn't seen white chicks. It was a staple in about 2005. Anyway, thanks again for listening. We'll be back. Adios. Congratulations to Arteta on the masterclass. Goodbye. <laughs>